We should name that lady. What should we name her? Not Siri. Progress. Apollonia. Oh, she blows up this place. Wasn't that no? like Prince's wife? No. Apollonia? Yeah, that was Prince's wife. Someone didn't pay attention to the, to this week's no. we just call Can we just call her Tyler too? Since <clears throat> Tyler is since Prince, here. since Prince was on Apollonia, you know, Kanye said that right there, bro. Someone didn't pay attention to this week's movies. Okay. Um, set of boys. Yeah. So, uh, do 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 do. Tyler isn't here because he was rocking too hard. He wasn't rolling too hard, just rocking too hard. Yeah, he died. Probably. I don't know. He's so fine. He told he'll, us. He told he'll, us he'll, he died. Yeah. <laughs> he he'll texted us like, lol, I just met the queen, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Not too early. <laughs> no, it's, it's pretty timely. It's fine. Did I ever tell you? He, oh, what did he say? He sent someone in the group chat earlier. Oh, that Futurama clip about like, suddenly someone's always dead. And it reminded me of that. Um, that death of 2021 thing where they opened up the show is like Prince Philip decided to take a public leave of absence by permanently dying. <laughs> and then Joe decided to be an asshole and send the picture <clears throat> from Jurassic Bark. I feel like Futurama isn't as good as The Simpsons. No, right. it's not. It's, it's better. Not... Okay. No, like I, I feel like a certain, I feel like Futurama has a certain like niche audience, whereas The Simpsons, like, I feel like it's relatable to everyone. Overall, The Simpsons is better, but Futurama, you're right. Futurama has it's more niche, and there's so my mom episodes... uses The Simpsons at school sometimes to like teach kids, like, because there's that part where like Lisa gave a grammar lesson using like parts of the lamb or some shit like that. Um, I've she like we bought the dvd specifically so we could like rip the episode and everything but yeah so she could put it into like a powerpoint she was doing but yeah i i don't see a teacher unless they're a science teacher maybe but i don't see a teacher pulling from futurama but i do see teachers pulling from simpsons a lot yeah true like they did homer's odyssey welcome to the movication podcast i'm your host joe i'm cole back from sabbatical Sabata Cole. <laughs> <Got him. laughs> All right. And with that, I'm leaving. This is my final episode. No. I was literally about to say this. This was actually probably going to be Cole's final episode. That boy moving to Florida. He going to leave us. I recorded last time I was in Florida. I'll be I'll be on the show. I don't know, man. Now you're just month. now you're there for fun, not for work. I don't know. This month this Depending on how this episode goes, well, this might be my final episode. <laughs> you might be sleeping with the fishes by the end. Uh, you, you, you're the one who might be sleeping with the fishes by the end of this, Joe. Yeah, we'll see. Oh God. Um. Yeah. So, what's up, everybody? How you doing? How you been? Uh, you know, pretty good. Busy uh, as always. Trying to pack for this move, you know. I leave in like a day and a half, and uh, man, this room's looking. Where are you moving to, Cole? I heard he said Florida. Like we already established this. Yeah, we we established. Uh, you don't need the audience to know where I'm gonna be. 
Yeah, so they could track yes. him to piece all, him for this yeah, opinion. All four of them are going to look You said this? Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, right, Tyler I and just, his three other accounts. That <laughs> I've just been, you know, doing some things. Becoming <laughs> Atlanta's premier hardcore <laughs> Bro, slash not trash. E- not even um, fucking photographer. Not even fucking close to premiere. Buddy. Those photos they otherwise. I mean the photos, sure. I guess they're good. Sure. One of the bands that cropped it and put it up on their site. Which I don't give a shit about. I mean, shit, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Um follow two hundred stab wounds. They're the ones that threw up my picture. That was pretty dope. Most of the bands liked them and shit too. That was pretty dope. Um, Creeping Death shared it out. That was pretty cool to see. But, oh, sorry. Trying to open these cherries. Um, Yeah. I've just been shooting shows and shit. It's been, it's been fun. But in between that, you know, I've been watching movies. Um, you, you want to tell the audience what you're opening cherries for? You're, oh, Brady's yeah. over here mixing drinks. On the pot, I'm, I'm making Shirley Temple's live on this episode. Shirley yeah. Temple's, like Tom Cruise and cocktail. I don't know if I got the fanciness for that, but <laughs> yo, did I? I've always thought um, grenadine was like uh, cherry or some flavor. It's pomegranate, bro. Is it, Is it not cherry? Yeah, bro. It says. Uh, um i read it somewhere maybe it was on the internet but yeah it's it's pomegranate it doesn't say on the bottle i always assumed it was cherry because like there's been a lot of times where i'll go to a restaurant order a cherry coke and the waiter would be like oh i got grenadine and i'm like i don't know what the fuck that is yeah sure throw that in there yeah when you ordered that that's usually what they throw in i would think yeah i always assumed it was like a a cherry type of flavoring, like a cherry, always... su- a cherry substitute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well. In um, similar relation to uh, Brady dropping all that heat, photo- uh, photograph wise, Tyler and I dropped a music video last week. Last week? Week Wasn't before? It like two weeks ago at this point? Two weeks ago now. Jeez, yeah, time is flying. Yeah, we dropped it two weeks. It was ago. like the week I went to camp, so it's like been a week. Like that. I don't know. You got to camp a lot. I know we oh, got a thousand man. views within that first week, so I was like, "That's yeah, pretty cool." That's more Nine of those were me. That's more yeah, views bro. than we get listens it's, on the pod. It's well, because nobody can view this, so that's why I, I said mean, listens. Could. <laughs> they could listen. view it if I, you know, put it out there. I can listen. Straight cherry juice. Chug, 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 chug. Cole, cover D23. Let's go. All right. So I guess we're covering D. All right. So Disney, about a week ago now, had their uh, biannual D23 Expo. So What is D23, Cole? D23 is essentially a Disney convention for um, that they basically unveil. They talk about new movies and shows and stuff and just show, show off a bunch of stuff. Is it open so, to the public? No, you have to be a D23 member. It's like an exclusive kind of... I th- I think... 
yeah, I think that's how you buy, how you get tickets. You have to be a D23 member. And I was one at one point, but it's like expensive and not really worth it. So is it just yeah, weren't like, you gonna go at one point? Yeah, but it's it's almost always in California. I think a I think two years ago it was over in Florida. But uh so is it just like releases and stuff like that? Because I like I I know of that. I just never knew what exactly what they do there. Yeah, they hold panels and talk about shows, and uh, there, there's a panel for the parks. They'll talk about stuff coming to the parks. Okay, so kind of like a con, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a Disney convention. That's what okay. it is. Okay, okay. Um, so for, I'm just going through the movies. Um, we got Hocus Pocus two coming out this month. I don't care about Hocus Pocus. I don't care about this. If that's your thing, cool, whatever. Uh it's. It's a classic. It's not a great, great movie. I'm gonna get shit for this. Um, it's not good. It's yeah, not it's... one that I seek out. A to, friend of mine for, like finally... spooky season watches. Um, I get it. It's not the best. It's not. I I, I don't see. It's overhyped in my opinion, and it kind of falls under the Avatar, uh, guide of. It's been way too long, for the sequel to come out. So. Yeah. Why should I care? Because didn't the first one come that out in the like 90s? Yeah. That being said, I will watch it. I'll probably it, watch it. Um, it does get kind of dark, though, like with the whole like black magic and satanic stuff. They they kind of touch re- like very quickly. Yeah. A I'm friend of mine Disney. showed it to me like a year or two ago. I, it gets kind of dark for Disney. I was like, yeah, this is interesting. It's, it's whatever. Um, Coming on Thanksgiving disenchanted the sequel to enchanted you ever seen enchanted joe i i can't say that i have it's so it focuses is that the one with rapunzel no it's it's a it was a new princess they created named giselle and it starts off like animated but then a witch like pushes her into a well and she ends up in new york and then it's live action from there on out yeah 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 i think it's patrick swayze and james james marsden I've seen like pieces of it, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. We we may have to review that at some point because that is a great great movie. I've heard it because I've heard it's like a like a big fan favorite. Yeah, and it's basically Disney making poking fun at themselves, which they don't do a lot. Uh-huh. So it's fun. It, it's a lot of fun for that. So they're finally doing a sequel. Uh, yeah, like fourteen, fifteen years later. It's Patrick Dempsey. Uh, Swayze's been dead for a while. Swayze Dempsey, yeah, I knew oh, it was one of the Patrick's. Uh, motherfucker but, uh, from uh, Grey's Anatomy. McDreamy. Dreamy. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, no, Where's I'm excited. Uh, the new one has Maya Rud- Maya Rudolph, so that, that we'll, we'll see. Um, Maya Rudolph's hit or miss. It all depends on who who's writing for her. Right. I don't know, so I'm excited for that. Uh, the, we didn't get any footage or anything. We just got a poster uh, for, for their live action. Their live action Peter Pan, just straight up called Peter Pan and Wendy. I don't know where they're going with this, uh, but on the poster, if you zoom in, you can see Wendy fighting Hook with a, with a sword. So, okay, cool, whatever. I don't. Is it live action. Yeah, live action. It's another one. Another one of those live action. I read an article headline once, just the headline, 
about how those like live action like Lion King no no hate on the Little Mermaid or anything like that but like how it's kind of taking away from the magic of Disney movies to turn them live action don't get me started on that Pinocchio remake I watched that shit solely because it's Robert Zemeckis and I love Robert Zemeckis that man has no soul anymore or you know what I've been saying for years Disney takes the soul out of you yeah anyway there's literally a scene where a horse shits in the road and Pinocchio just kind of stares at it and smells it and I'm just like what the fuck is this it goes on for like 30 seconds I mean you can't he can't really complain about that when we grew up watching cartoons like Spongebob, uh, Miss Adventures of Flapjack, and Chowder. I know, I know, but... Oh, and he he lies once in the entire movie, and he and at that point, he already knows that lying is bad. That's it? Only once? Yeah, and he only lies to get a... So his nose will grow so it can reach a key, so he can unlock the cage he's trapped in. That's and Jimmy's like, oh, you shouldn't be lying. Oh, I know lying's bad. I'm like, what do you mean? That's the whole purpose of the movie. That's the and basis he never of becomes its a real boy. He ne- it's, it's wow, spoiler. Jeez, God. Um, Haunted Mansion, they announced that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be playing Madame Leota, who, if you don't know, Madame Leota, Madame Leota is the chick in the, in the ball, in the crystal ball. So, I'm curious to see how that goes. That was supposed to come out in March. I think they just delayed it till next October, which that's fine. To put, it's a Halloween movie. Release it at Halloween. Is this the second attempt on Haunted Mansion movie or third? This is this technically okay, technically it's the third. So we had the we had the Eddie Murphy, yes. whatever that was, and Haunted then <laughs> and then uh, Guillermo del Toro was slated to make his own version and he was like oh the thing i want to do i want to make it scary it's going to be scary nothing ever came of that disney had the script and they shelved it or did they never someone asked him about it a few years ago and he was like i don't know i haven't heard from them about it and now they're doing this with danny devito so cool uh i hope it's scary good god i hope it's scary give me something please um, because we asked for this, a Lion King prequel focused on Mufasa, narrated by Pumbaa and Timon, narrated by Seth Rogen. Eight tickets, but no, what the fuck? What? What is Lion King? One and a half wasn't bad. Yeah, but this is solely about Mufasa. Why? I don't need his story. I mean, it's kind of cool to hear his story. No. I, mm. And you know what? Unpopular opinion, I like the live action one. It was fun. Sure, it was different, and Beyonce was not great as uh, Nala, but I liked it overall. They took out Be Prepared so Beyonce could have a song. If you want to listen to a Beyonce song, go put on one of her albums. Don't watch the fucking Lion King. I mean, they took out Pumba and uh, Timon doing the Luau song. That's really the, that was the break. The, yeah, they had the them singing Beauty and the Beast instead. Which was funny. Which, it was funny. And I, and 
I get it. I'm like, well, you can't really have him dressing in drag in this day and age. Because that's literally the, what do you want me to do? Dress in drag and drag do the hula. Yeah. Yeah, do the hula. Yeah. But I liked it still. It wasn't bad. But also, um, like, I feel like with these with these live action remakes, they're just like, <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're running the barrel dry. But then again, like they try to make new shit, and it does. I feel like it doesn't really take off as well as these as these older movies used to. And they get a lot yeah. of more, they, they get a lot of criticism. So I don't know. The one time I saw the live action Lion King, they showed it at camp, and all those children were terrified. Like it's one thing to show the Lion King, they're like, "Oh, that sad animated kitty is sad." But then when you put like actual human faces and voices to it and you have to watch that little animated cat like live action like I was crying. These kids that's, were disturbed. No, yeah. that's my favorite part of the whole It looked fucking smooth though. Mufasa fucking dies and all Simba can get do No <laughs> I'm like Simba, he's dying. Some emotion, please. Well, they probably told Donald Glover to tone it down because Donald Glover can act, bro. That, that wasn't then, Donald Glover is only adult Simba. It was some kid. And then again, they're animals that don't really have emotions. <clears throat> um, <laughs> then uh, they announced that Rachel Zeg- Zegler from what? Oh, West did you guys Side hear Story. that? Peter's knocking at the door. It's coming for you, Joe. <laughs> they announced That's that Rachel Rachel Zegler from West Side Story is going to be Snow White in the Lo- Snow White remake. Which is also going to have Gal Gadot for some reason. I don't know. Who, they're going to, they're going to have someone from that god awful Steven Spielberg West Side Story that made like four cents. Was it bad? I didn't. I never. I never heard anyone talk about it. So I'm. I didn't. That's think, how you know it's bad. Yeah, I didn't think. I mean, it it's good. It's a musical turned movie. But it was it, Spielberg, so I figured yes, but there was some merit to it. He didn't cast. People he casted Angle Elgort, who's a white guy, to play a notoriously Latino character. Yeah. Also, while he was getting canceled for something. I don't know what, but for something. But also, like, not even the canceled thing aside. Again, you you West Side Story is one of those musicals that, like, if you fuck up, you fuck up, and there's no coming back from it. How do you fuck up that bad? Like, I feel like, you, I feel were like musicals... born, you were born knowing West Side Story is, in a way, Latino, Latina, Romeo and Juliet. It's what See, it is. I don't know shit about West Side Story. <laughs> no, but you know that. I, but... I, I know the gist of it. And I know that you don't cast white people to play the roles. But for me personally, I think uh, musicals that are turned to movies don't always hit very well in theaters. The original did really well. The what? The original West Side Story did really well. But was this it is like, the second? This is yeah. the second movie. Well, I mean, like in our generation, it. like think about mm-hmm. like because was it? Did it look like a movie or like a play? I mean, I think it was done in the fifties, so. Probably look like a 50s Hollywood movie. Okay, so probably more like a play, mm-hmm. though. But, like, if you look at musicals of our of our time, I feel like they don't hit as well as they would back what do you, then. What with, do you mean by with our the exception time? Of, like, from our generation. 
Because, like, Rent fucking slaps. When did that come out? 2005. Okay. But, like, look at... I feel like they don't they don't hit as as well as they would like a, a your typical movie because you have to know. But what to that, that point, is. written also did play like a play. Like it it opened up with them singing um, nine hundred minutes or whatever the song is the like the main song, sure. um, on a stage, and the sets looked very stagey. Yeah, see those um, ones do well because look at Hamilton. Hamilton was, it, it was basically like the recorded performance in the theater. And it looked, you know, it's probably, that's that's your highest grossing musical movie. But like, I feel like if it's, if it's yeah, like a major Hamilton motion picture. Still just a, the, the Hamilton you're talking about isn't a studio motion picture like Rent was. Yeah, those ones do better though. I feel like, because it's more of you're actually watching up like a theater performance. The ones where they they put a motion picture budget to it don't hit as well. It's because yeah, they put a lot of money into something that you have to know the audience for. It's very hit or miss because I heard click um, tick tick boom on Netflix, which mm. is the that's Andrew Garfield, right? It has Andrew yes. Garfield in it, and it's the story of the guy who wrote Rent because. Um, he wrote it. It it was like literally the day before it opened on Off Broadway. I think he died. So like, but Tick Tick Boom is one of his other ones, and apparently that one's pretty good. Anyway, go on, Cole. Uh, so yeah, we got Snow White remake. Cool, whatever. I don't care. Uh, Little Mermaid trailer, which I'm sure we've all seen. Cool. I don't care. Um, You're the weirdest fucking Disney fan. I don't understand you. I'm excited to not see Little Mermaid. I champion for it, but I'm not going to watch it. I'll probably see it. I'm not a huge Little Mermaid fan to begin with, but I'll watch it. You know, I do love all the people finding counterpoints to all the dummies being like, you can't be black. Like, Bro, it's a Caribbean story. It like makes no sense that she's a white person. My favorite yeah. one is my favorite is it's a Danish folktale. Is she still a fucking mermaid? mermaid? But I, I think the best one is the she's a fish. <laughs> like she's a fish. Yeah, she's a fish. <laughs> like, fish don't have races. Homegirl be hanging out on the on the water surface all damn day looking for ships and shit. Yeah, she's gonna be brown. Dude, they they should have. Uh, I'll never forget a few years ago, Terry Crews put out a video, uh, auditioning for King Triton, singing Under the Sea, and I'm just like, man, man y'all should y'all should have cast Terry Crews. Shit, what a fucking role if he did it. Terry Crews is Triton. Guy Fieri is Ursula. Snoop Dogg is Flounder. Did you guys not see that? Dude, there were people campaigning for Guy Fieri to play Ursula. Did you guys not know about this? No. It was a thing for a hot minute. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? Okay. Let's go. All right. Um, 
Pixar announced some stuff. They announced Inside Out 2, which, okay, I like Inside Out. But then they drop that apparently Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader are not coming back. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you making the movie? Yeah, no. You, you can, no. Don't do it. And they're just like, oh, yeah, well, Riley's going to be going through the teen years. So there's going to be some new emotions popping up. I'm like, oh, dear God. So I don't know what I don't know what they're doing with that. Um, yo, get Lewis Black to play anger. <laughs> oh, just have that love guy Lewis Black. Just have that guy yell through. All <laughs> he was my favorite character in the first one. Who plays anger? Lewis Black. Oh, really? You didn't know that? No. <laughs> Damn it, Cole! Trying to play him along with it. <laughs> That's all okay. Yeah, because yeah. Bill Hader was fear, Mindy Kaling was disgust. Phyllis Smith was uh sadness, which was it, Phyllis. The only from... one that's confirmed to come back is Amy Phyllis from the office, right? Yeah. Phyllis was from the office, and then Mindy Kaling was from the office, and then you had but didn't Amy Poehler play the Riley or whatever? No, she, no, played, she played Joy. Joy. She's the only one confirmed to be coming back. But uh no no, we'll see how it goes. Then, All right, then, let's move then on. They Keep going. Going. Keep going. Let's go. Soul let's two. get over with D23. Yeah, uh, I'm just kind of go of okay. Lucasfilm showed up, showed off some stuff for Andor. That premieres in like, what, two days? Yeah, it premieres okay, on Wednesday. Cool. No one knows. Cool. Uh, Willow. I don't know shit about Willow. Cool. I'm happy it, for I'm happy for Willow fans, I guess. Warwick Davis is back in it. That's all I know. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a classic like fantasy show. Like my dad Dude, Love up until like there. a week ago, I thought that Willow was just another other another name for Dark Crystal. Like I had no idea what the fuck it was. No, well, it's also like, like one of the movies that put Lucasfilm, Lucasfilm on the map. On the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one of their. It was one of their early ones, wasn't it? I think, I think like, it was before Star Wars, right? No, or was it like right after? And they right after popped off. Yeah. No, because his I think his biggest movie before Star Wars, American Graffiti. Yeah, I was going to say American Confusion, but I don't know if that's like a Lucasfilm movie. It is. Like under that production company. I believe so. Yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, Cole, you, you can kind of group like Willow, The Dark Crystal, and The NeverEnding Story, because they all have, they all have that, that same energy, like same kind of fantasy styling. Okay. Turn around. Uh, <laughs> Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Looks great. I'm down. This is the way. Watch it be Boba Fett season two. <laughs> they flipped uh, it on us again. Babu Frick is back. Babu Frick. Who cares? Do you know whose voice that is? No. Any, anybody know that fact? No. no. Don't care. It's uh, Moaning Myrtle from Harry Potter. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't know that. So something good came out of that fucking movie. Uh... Yeah, Babu Freak is the best freaking character ever. Indiana Jones comes out June 30th. Before that movie comes out, I will watch and review all of those movies on this pod. Yeah, he told me that. He told me that his bonus movie was Indiana Jones that he wanted to throw in here. And I told him no one wanted that. Like, no one wanted that, bro. I was going to watch Indiana Jones and throw it in here as a bonus review for tonight. But 
I but didn't the, have the, the amazingness of the Godfathers. Yeah, yeah. I just didn't have any words or energy left to watch Indiana Jones after experiencing the Almighty Godfather. Um, Harrison Ford got on stage and he he cried and I'm gonna tip you to Florida in two boxes. Uh, Ford said and. It's he, he got on stage and he was like, this Fjord. is it. This is it. I'm not falling over for you people again. No, no, you you said it wrong. He said. <laughs> and then falls out of a plane. So um, is, it, is, it, is it Indiana Jones and the, and the temple of the, the senior center? <laughs> right. Yeah, that's another thing. We don't even have a title yet. It's still just Indiana Jones 5. So give us a title. Indiana um, Jones and the Oh yeah, it is five. Jesus. Electric wheelchair. Indiana Jones and what happened to Shia LaBeouf? LeBeouf. Uh, moving on to Marvel and quickly going through Marvel. They finally announced Werewolf by Night, which we've we've known about forever, but they just didn't announce it until now. That comes out. It was announced through uh, through a few trades like months ago. I think Variety reported on it, but Marvel kept werewolf. By Marvel night. was like, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no werewolf by night. There's no Halloween special. Uh, but yeah, it's gonna be like a 50s style Halloween special coming out October 7th. So I'm 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 curious to see where they go with it. Man Thing was in the trailer. I like Man Thing. Well, the rumor is Blade's going to pop up here, and that's going to be our first real introduction to him before his movie next November. On this Halloween special? Yeah, yeah, which makes perfect sense to me. What is it going on on Disney Plus? Yeah. All right, so you're going to have to watch it and tell me if Blade shows up. That's the only reason I'll watch it. If if Blade shows up, I'll watch it. If he doesn't show up, I'm not going to. It makes sense if they're going to, if they're trying to set up the Midnight Suns, he's going to have to show up then. Um, Secret Invasion, it's essentially so. Secret Invasion, the comics was the shape shifting uh, aliens, the scrolls that which we saw in Captain Marvel. It's like a bad fraction of them kind of k- took over, like a, a secret cell of them took over and kind of took over the lives of a few heroes. So it was, it became a, a thing of you can't trust anyone. Like, who can you trust? You can't trust it. So here. They're making it, the trailer makes it look like a thriller in the same vein as Winter Soldier, where it's Nick Fury, like, on his own. It's him and the lead scroll, Talos, like, on their own. I'm down. Looks dope. Well, cool. Uh, Amelia Clark's in it. We don't know who she's playing. Martin Freeman, uh, his character from Black Panther, he's going to be in this. Kobe Smolders is coming back to play Maria Hill. Don Cheadle's back as of uh, roadie so they got a pretty de- pretty decent cast i'm down loki season two is filming cool um fantastic four drops <coughs> november 2024 it's being directed by the guy who made wandavision which uh that just was good so shut the fuck up hmm Man, we'll see. Let me know who's playing the Fantastic Four, then we can talk. Uh, Daredevil Born Again, that we uh, 18 episodes. Didn't see that coming. 
<laughs> because he's blind. <laughs> uh, probably the biggest news to me. So we got the new Captain America movie coming out in 2024. Falcons Captain America now. Cool. Tim Hell Blake yeah. Nelson is coming back as the leader. And let me tell you why this is a big deal. So in the 2008 Hulk movie, uh, Tim Blake Nelson was in there, you know, pre pre mutation, pre becoming the leader. And the last time we see him, he's laying on the ground with like the Hulk serum infiltrating his brain and we never see him again. He's coming back as the leader who is like this hyper intelligent villain. When if my knowledge is correct, one of the smartest Marvel villains out there. So I'm very curious to see how that goes down. Uh, they announced the team for the Thunderbolts, which I'm excited for. Although the team itself leaves a little bit to be desired because it's Red Guardian, Yelena Belova, who was the other Black Widow, Went, uh, Winter Soldier, Ghost, Taskmaster, and I'm in uh, US Agent. And I'm just like, well, half of you just do the same shit. So I'm kind of get, get throw in Justin Hammer, then we'll talk. Give me my boy back. It's been nine years. Where the fuck is he? Dead. Move on. Uh, the Marvels. I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, that's the. And then they jerked off Avatar for a little bit. We got a teaser for the Percy Jackson show, which I'm fucking i'm hyped as hell for because i love i love these books the movies suck ass and if we ever review these on this pod if we ever review those on this pod i will not be on that episode fuck that shit um yeah i'm hyped it, lo- it looks great from the little we got it's rumored to not come be coming out till 2024 so that sucks but i can wait i've I've done 12 years of dealing with the live action shit. I can wait a little longer. It's fine. Um, That's most of the big news. Brady, wake the fuck up. All right, we good? Can we, yeah. Can we, can we move on? Yeah. We, I skipped over so, a bunch of shit. Anyway. So, over <laughs> this past week, we've been watching some stuffs. Some good stuff, some bad stuff, some stuff that exists in this world. Um, let me let me pull up what, what what I said I was gonna cover. Let me go ahead and just cover um yeah, let me go ahead and just uh cover honk for Jesus. Um <laughs> honk, I forgot honk for this Jesus, was a thing. Save your soul. I looked this up at my theater. There was only like one theater in the middle of Atlanta that was showing it. It's not even at my theater. It's playing on Peacock if you really if you really want to watch it. I really um, don't. It's it's a movie, man. Like <laughs> Joe will appreciate my review here that I wrote down. But let's open up ye old letterboxed here so I can tell you what i rated it and everything um so pull up letterbox here 
I gave it three stars. Um, that's and that's I basically generous said, of you. Yeah, it, it is kind of generous to me. I said, it's the office meets the righteous gemstones. There's nothing super special about it other than some aspect ratio changes I found fun. Because they are like filming a doc, the just as like, here's the problem with the movie. The problem, the movie sets up this issue of the priest gets in trouble for sexual misconduct, but like they gloss over it a lot until like almost the very end. And they're like, oh yeah, this is one of his victims confronting him. As most churches do with whenever their head of business gets in trouble. But it's also like a, a righteous gemstones type church. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. Um God, like the whole the beginning of the the whole beginning of the movie is like Sterling K. Brown's character going, Look, we installed a fountain. Look at me wear my Prada suits, things like that. Um other than that, man, oddly I wouldn't mind if Righteous Gemstones made a reference to or somehow included Sterling K. Brown's character in an episode. He fits he fits the vibe of the show, really. Kind of like that egotistical pastor that feels like he can get away with a lot. Basically, they make a movie or make a documentary about like them reopening their church for the first time since the controversy, and they were going to try to do it on Easter Sunday, and it just it doesn't work. And it's the whole movie's awkward. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so then I saw a better movie this past week. I went and saw Pearl. Um, which to remind everyone here, I gave X four stars and a kind of a mid-level review of it. I know I kind of redacted some of what I said and like changed it up when we actually recorded the show but i gave a mid-level review in my opinion but for x i gave it four and a half stars and i'm gonna try to talk about this movie without you mean for pearl you said for x oh yeah for 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 pearl thank you cole i'm gonna try to give it i gave it four and a half stars and i'm gonna try to talk about it without spoiling it for joe because he hasn't seen it yet even though i told him to go see it um he was busy with homework uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what he says. That's what he says. Homework's a front for money laundering. It's a front. Oh, it's a nice black screen, brother. Anyway. <laughs> um, money laundering like Long John Long John Silver's being the state. I, it's my county book on website. how to launder. Anyway. <laughs> I wrote, wow, what a fun, unsettling movie. I gave uh, a bit of a mid-level review to X when I first wrote about it, but later on changed my opinion. As far as Pearl goes, it's definitely enhanced by seeing X first. I feel like if you're going to go see this movie, you should see X first and then go see this movie. Definitely. You you can watch them separately without seeing one over the other, but I just don't know if the enjoyment level would be there. and I kind of got that sense that like there was someone in my audience that hadn't seen X beforehand because he he was like, man, that movie was uncomfortable and just like, bitch is crazy. Like that's how what he was walking out saying. And I'm like, but you, oh, anyway, like I had, almost uh, went and saw it today just out of sheer curiosity. 
But then my check engine light decided to ruin my day, and then I had to go watch the Gabagool part two. So, anyway, um, then I, uh, where was I? Ah, shit. Okay, yeah, okay, here we go. Uh, as far as pro goes, it definitely enhanced by seeing X first atmospherically. It felt like I was watching an old Twilight Zone episode or an old school black and white TV, like procedural uh show that my grandparents would have on whenever i visited like think about like you go to your grandparents house and like they're watching like i don't know like gun smoke or something like that how that shit's like just loud as fuck because your grandparents are like half deaf and they're like i'm watching my stories be quiet you know what i'm saying that's kind of what this movie felt like bro but in a good way, not like a bad way. Like the music was definitely, the music was definitely there to give you that feeling of like you're watching an old timey TV show. Um, I saw someone wrote that uh, X is Texas Chainsaw meets Boogie Nights, and Pearl is Wizard of Oz meets um, Carrie. And I, I, I'd agree with that. Ooh. That's a good combination. I, th- I I think I would agree with that. Um, totally, it's very similar to X with a low slow with a very slow burn feel. I enjoyed the um, cinematography and bright color pop the set has compared uh, compared to X. I also enjoyed the seemingly endless soundtrack that again is reminiscent of old school black and white TV shows. I did enjoy that there wasn't an in your face connection to the tie x and pearl together um the only like super connection it had was um obviously the character of pearl the it's set on the same farm as x but other than that there's like a little plot moment where it gives you the feel of x um and, and Pearl and and again they connected it in a way like Pearl and um what's the character's name from X played by Mia Goth? Uh, what is her name? I forget her name, but um so basically um Maxine. Maxine, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah so they connect they connect x and pearl that way by basically showing that maxine and pearl are one in the same how they both want to be someone besides who they are you know what i mean be a star um the movie takes place during the spanish flu pandemic in 1918 and i think it's an interesting setting as well it also kind of served as a tip of the hat so to speak as to um why pearl was made in the first place so there is moments in this movie where like pearl gets sent to town and um her mother's like when you're in town make sure you put your mask on we don't want you to get sick and bring it back to your father because her father's like half dead and in a wheelchair and shit like that um ty west has certainly grown as a filmmaker over the years with X, Pearl, and Maxine coming soon, he truly has the makings of a really solid trilogy on his hands. Honestly, dude, yes, he does. Like, 
X Pearl and Maxine for sure, dude. Like, I could see that being one of the great horror movie trilogies out here, for real. Um, and I do. He really has grown a lot as a director. Coming off of his first movie was Cabin Fever Two, and by the time it was released, he wanted his name completely removed from it. And the only part of the movie that he will own up to making is the opening scene where they run over Sean from Boy Meets World with a bus and he explodes. So now he's making X, which is one of the best movies I've seen this year, and Pearl, which is one of the best horror sequels I've seen and also one of the best movies I've seen this year. I never, I can't remember the last time I got so excited for a sequel to a movie like as fast as I did for X to Pearl. Did especially seeing that the, X came out this year? Yeah, it came out in March. Jesus. It feels like so long ago, though. So cold. The reason, the, well, the reason why is because they were filming Pearl or they were filming X. And I think they were filming over. I want to say they were filming in Australia. I could be wrong, but they were filming it and it got shut down for COVID protocols. And so Ty West got smart and was like, the MPAA or whatever, or whoever runs like movie productions shut down X. They didn't say we couldn't make another movie. So okay. he wrote, so he wrote Pearl in like a span of like a couple days with Mia Goth, and then went and filmed that while they were shut down for X. Huh. So by the time X was actually released and everything, Pearl was already filmed and ready to go. It was just like getting edited and shit like that. So like, at the end of of X, if you stay for the credits, you get a preview for Pearl. Okay. And like, it's a Technicolor nightmare, bro. It is crazy awesome. Like okay. the Technicolor on it is so good. I think um, I kind of I kind of want you to see it, like when when Pearl comes out, like on Blu-ray and whatever. Get but that and X because you will enjoy that. But I don't know if you should watch it already or if you should. But I don't know when Maxine is coming out, which is the one that they announced. Um, so it's the third movie now, and it's going to take place. And I like that, like. It's taking place in different time periods because you get 1918 for Pearl, you get the 70s for X, and in Maxine, you're going to get the 80s during the VHS boom. Okay. So, um, and from what he's saying, it's going to be another, like a different take on another subgenre within horror. Because with X, you get um, slasher movie, a lot of slasher movie. And with Pearl, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a slasher movie, but it's also, I guess, more psychological thriller in a way. Okay. I, 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 I'm sorry, Joe. I got to spoil one thing for you, dude. No, you got to hear this part. You got to hear this part. Come on, come on, put it back. Put it back. You, you got to hear this one part. It's not like a super spoiler or anything, but there's literally like, uh, I want to say at least a ten minute scene from start to finish of Mia Goth monologuing and it's the climax of the movie and Ty West was just like 
I wanted it to be the climax, but not like be like an in-your-face climax where she's just monologuing the entire movie back to you while adding things to it. And it's literally just on her face the whole time. And like, I got lost in that. Like, it was one of the best scenes of any movie I've seen this year. But like, it's just so damn good. And like, I was like, damn, like they're not going to give her anything for this movie, but she deserves something for this movie, especially for that scene right there. And then it quickly goes back into it's psychotic, like, let's kill people. (laughs) It's so, it's such a fucked up movie, dude. Like there's oh, what's it so bad, man. I need, I need to find time, but there's like, parts of it where even I was like cringing. Oh, 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 if you're cringing, then fuck, it's a problem. And the ending, the ending is wild, bro, because it's literally just they play the credits over Mia Goth's face, and she's just smiling at the camera like this. I love it. <laughs> and that's and they play the credits. It's the most unsettling thing because it starts out like a super wide like shot. And then as the credits roll, like it does the whole like, you know, classic, like the circle fades and fades to black, but it's like the slowest thing. So you're literally just watching her face the entire time. And she just, and you're just like, (laughs) please switch it to something else. (laughs) And then you give it a couple minutes and the max scene synth music hits and you're like, oh boy. Um, Shout out to the people in my theater who we're talking the entire movie. Like, why can't y'all just shut up? Just shut up. Just, just shut up. But my theater had heated seats, so that was pretty cool, too. And then I saw another movie, I think. Hold on. Let me double check. Ha. Huh. I watched Heat for the first time, which... I will wait till before we talk to our about our main event to talk about heat because I feel like they can kind of go together. Um, uh, uh, the the author of the book put out a part two of the book just recently. No, it's the director of the movie. Was it? I don't think it was a book originally. I know it was I a major TV movie at one point. I don't know. I, I got confused with that one. Anyway, Maybe I misread it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll just go over it real quick. Uh, I get why it's a classic. I get why people say it's one of the greatest heist movies of all time. I disagree. I still say one of the best heist movies of all time is Reservoir Dogs, in my opinions. And they don't really show the heist there. But it's just, for me, it's a better movie. Um, I respect it. But... And like the sound design of it was really good. The uh, the shootout scene, the the fucking one of the best scenes of cinema history. And I can see where everyone steals from that movie. Case in point, Robert De Niro's character is a hardened like career criminal, and his whole thing with Al Pacino is I don't want to go back. So then at the end, Al Pacino has to kill him. Um, pick any heist movie after made after heat guaranteed there's going to be take take three three heist movies made after heat guaranteed one of those movies is going to have a character who's like i don't want to go back and then ends up having to get killed because of it i get it it it, it's one that i'm not going to like see down like oh my god let me watch heat again but yeah um and then 
the other movie I watched, I watched sort of, kind of, with Cole. Uh, yeah. Finally, after 10 emotional years of false starts, falling outs, a potential musical at one point. Wait, really? Um, It actually originally started out as, that's why they had the joke in the auditions where like, hey, did you ever think about making this into a musical? Oh my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe. This man Cole can't claim to be a Kevin Smith fan. Well, he 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 literally texted me at one point and goes, "Did you know this?" I was like, "Yeah, bro, I've known for like ever." Like, what do you? What, okay, what, it, it, I don't listen to the pods like you do, Brady. Yep. I'm just I'm saying. Y'all both, I'm gonna let y'all both fanboy over this because, like, so I have no connection to these movies, but so y'all have at it. We're talking first we, three. Yeah. We're going to spoil it for you. Um, yeah, I don't, you I don't care. If you come back, okay. Um, anyway. So, yeah, 10 years of false starts, falling outs, uh, one heart attack, one complete script rewrite after said heart attack. Yeah. Uh, which is, I find interesting, to be honest, because I vividly remember him having his heart attack. And I vividly remember him saying, Oh, I completely rewrote Clerks 3 because it was a little too dark. And I'm watching this movie and I'm like, Yeah, what was too what, dark what was about darker? The... <laughs> yes. Cause god damn. Um, I know I know he did a script reading of the original script at one point, but no, nothing about that has ever leaked out. So I don't know what's in that original script. Basically, Clerks 3 is a continuation story of Dante and Randall. In the clerk's convenience store set in New New Jersey. Um, it is the final chapter in the clerk's trilogy, not necessarily the final chapter of the VUSQ universe, I don't think. I think there's a chance that we might get a Mall Rats 2 potentially. I think that's what the next one might be, maybe, hopefully. He's writing a movie right now. Well, he's writing two movies right now. One's called 430. And but I think he's gonna like do like a small release on that one because he just bought a he owns a movie theater now in Jersey. Like the movie theater he went to as a child, he yeah. just bought it. Okay. Um he's gonna start a film school there for like a six-week program or something like that. He's gonna write a movie and I think he's gonna try to play it exclusively there for a while. But he's also hinted at like writing something else. Um, so, uh, Tusk, Tusk Two, Tusk Two, or Tusks, as it's called, is a hundred percent happening. It's a hundred percent happening. I'm down. I, wa- I wasn't down for it, and then I heard him talk about it, and it makes sense. What happened to Moose Jaws? I was excited for Moose Jaws. I've heard script, like I've heard him read script directly to me from Moose Jaws. Like the the, and I went to go see him play, do a stand up show back in like. 2015 ish i want to say 2016 ish and part of the stand-up show was him reading a script reading a page right off of his phone from moose jaws and it was it's it's literally jaws with the moose because the part the part that he read to us what have you ever seen jaws cole i've seen pieces of it okay i thought he was gonna say no um 
was the Quint character, the fisherman character. Yeah, yeah. But it's played by Jane Silent Bob. Yeah, wasn't he going to kill Silent Bob in this? I don't know, but it was basically his introduction where they like scratch on the chalkboard and like give a whole like, you ever see Jaws, bro? Like, it was funny as hell. I loved it. But like, I don't know what's going to happen. Instead, he He made yoga hosers. Yeah, well, that was already in the plans anyway. He also was supposed to make a show called uh, Hit Somebody, which was supposed to be like a hockey themed Kevin Smith show or movie yeah. or something like that. And then that there never was, came out. Then there but was anyway, Holly, then there was Holly Hollyweed, which he did one episode of. Yeah, I just never got picked up. Yeah, I liked that. That was funny as hell. It was Clerks in a in a weed store. That's all it was. That's probably why I liked it. I'll be down for tusks. If uh, Guy Lapointe comes back, He's I don't dead. think John. I don't think Johnny Depp's coming back. Johnny Depp, I think, dies in the end of Tusk. Yeah, figure it out, Kevin Smith. Fuck it. Well, no, because he's um, in Yoga Hosers. Oh yeah, he just you know got bloated at the end of Tusk. That's it. Because there's that like cut scene at the end of the credits where he's just like, "Should I have go goddamn Ghibli sliders?" <laughs> um. Basically, the the plot for Tusk Two, Joe, is fucking Justin Long is being rehabilitated back into human life after getting out of the costume, but then he turns into Michael Parks's character and starts making his own costume. Jesus fucking Christ! (laughs) Oh no! Okay, yeah, I'm in. Oh no! I need this. I need this now. (laughs) He texted. He texted Genesis Rodriguez, Haley Joel Osment, and Justin Long. (laughs) It goes, "Hey guys." We're getting close to because he's like we're getting close to ten years uh, until Tusk uh, has been released. Kind of have a story, y'all want to do it? They're all like, "Fuck yeah, dude!" Haley Joe, yes, <laughs> I fuck yes. That sounds amazing. What the hell? I'm um, anyway. the song, the song that they play during Dante's Dante's death scene in Clerks Three, when he's sitting there watching. His life on yeah. the movie screen is the same song that plays at the end of Tusk. Okay. I thought it sounded familiar. Oh, yeah. Spoiler, by the way. Yeah. Spoiler. Dante dies. Um, yeah. Dante fu- rips my fucking heart out. Bro, I cried for so, the 15th like, oh my God. time. God damn this movie. They played that so well. And the, I think the most beautiful thing about his, his death scene. All together, like like let's let's get let's be real here. Like his death scene of him basically having that clerk's two moments again where he was like, which that moment will always like hit me hard where he's like, What would the great Randall Graves do in my position? And Randall hits back with I would buy the quick stop and reopen it myself. That's what I would do. That's what we should do. God damn that moment. It's basically that moment again, but Dante's like just letting Randall have it because Randall's Randall's kind kind of he's kind kind of a dick dick in this this one. He's his whole shtick was I almost died. You should love me because I almost died. And so Dante let him have it, and he ends up having a heart attack and dying, which they foreshadow in the beginning of the movie. Um, but. The the thing that hit me, he's yelling at he's, Randall. He's watching. He's watching his movie. He's watching his life 
in a form of a movie because the whole plot of the movie is Randall has a heart attack by Kevin Smith and he decides that he wants to make a movie about his life and he makes clerks so he goes and he makes clerks it's a funny fucking concept honestly like it it works really well because he was able to he was able to draw back into the well without reinventing himself in a way um but i think the most beautiful part about that entire like ending of his death and all that was when he's watching the movie of his life it's not the scenes that they shot for the clerk's movie within no it's the actual movie it's the yeah within the within clerk's three it's the actual clerk's footage yeah it took me a second i was like wait i i absolutely love that 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 he went back and made them young again 28 29 years later yeah fucking honestly 30 years later because he filmed in 93 um yeah like that shit hit me so hard but then it really hit me really hard was when um dante or when randall stood at his grave and goes worst part is you're not even supposed to be you're not even supposed to be here today dude i I fucking i lost it it was so i lost it at the scene where they go to the movies and dante can't go in because becky's not there because rosario dawson's character was dead dude and that was just like a thing that they flashed at the beginning and i was like yeah, wait, what? They, it's a quick flash and you're like wait a minute no she's in this yeah and then they did a whole right. like uh rick grimes ghosts or, or yeah rick grimes seeing a ghost in fucking um walking dead season two like Becky's just kind of there giving Dante life advice. The, the fucked up part is he also lost a kid too. Like he just didn't yeah. lose a wife. He lost a kid. He lost his unborn kid. And that's the thing that was uh that's what thing I was gonna talk about. He's yelling, he's yelling at Randall, and he and he goes, one drunk driver later, my life's over. And I'm like, holy shit. Like the fucking the part oh. where he talks about where he talks to Becky about, you know. How am I supposed to move on without you? That shit personally hit really, really hard because I've lost friends in life. Yeah. One of them I've lost really deeply that to the point I've have I have her name tattooed on my arm. Um and I've had that moment where it was just like, how am I supposed to move on without you? Like we were supposed to do life together and you're not here. Um for my review, I wrote, and it's kind of long, I gave it five stars. There was no way this movie was not going to get five stars. Movie I will be 100%. Year. I will be 100%. I said, I'm going to be complete, completely honest. This review might be biased because I absolutely adore Kevin Smith and anything he makes. I'm writing this review emotionally destroyed and through tears. That being said, I went to this movie with a lot of anticipation because it had... I've been waiting for it for about 10 years now with a lot of false starts and even times when it seemed like it wasn't going to happen. The wait is 100% worth it. Kevin Smith honestly wrote one of his best scripts to date with some of the most mature subject matter since Clerks 2. Sure, this movie has all the usual comedy and pop culture references that are on brand for Kevin Smith and his fewest universe films. But the most important thing this film has And what makes the film so beautiful is all the heart. I tend to kind of people watch when watching movies and everyone in my showing connected, seemed like they were connected to this movie. 
for their own personal reasons. Um, and I think that's super important to show how a filmmaker and their films can reach people. For me, it touched on the idea of getting older as well as my mortality, as well as personal life events that have led me down the path I'm currently on. I 100% recommend this movie, but I also know that it won't be for everyone. I'm also aware that it won't make some Kevin Smith fans happy. I don't see how, but whatever. Um, I'm glad this movie was finally made. I loved it. But as cheesy and lame as this sounds, I feel like a part of my life just ended. Truly one of the best movies, if not the best this year. I'll even say it's one of the best trilogies of all time. And yeah. it, it, as much as like there, it's a dick and fart joke movie per minute. But there's a lot. It's about their movies about life. That, that's the end of the day. They're like a slice of life movie. And shit i just like that he was also able to like kind of give himself a way that like if this is the the final view is universe movie he was able to pull in a lot of people to do a lot of like the fact that he got ethan supley to come in and talked about like when am i gonna see the goddamn sailboat like if we never get a mall rats too that's our mall rats too right there because that was his biggest line you know? i Dude, I was not expect. I didn't know Veronica was coming back, and that her entrance was amazing. I... Jesus, what the <laughs> fuck? Her entrance was amazing. Um, and then the scene with her and uh, Dante in the car. Yeah, that was really good. Um, and then her ending it with "You want to fuck?" <laughs> it was just so out there. Uh, but like even like Ben Affleck playing like the stereotypical. Boston guys, like, hey buddy, yes. <laughs> I'm kind. I'm kind of all annoying. three impractical jokers in it. All the all four of them. Yeah, they even had Joe, and I'm just like, hey. And he, he well, they like, filmed hey. it way before he was like, oh, yeah, canceled. He, or he whatever. comes in there, he's like, yeah, I just got divorced. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> what up, I'm Joe. I just got divorced. <laughs> Let me uh, read this line real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. I I want to say it's one of probably going to be my best movie of the year, probably. It's between it's this some, and Bullet Train for me. Pro, it's, it's got it's some tough go. competition. It is guaranteed top five at least. I think. Um, I think. Cole, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I think we pretty much covered it, dude. Like, there's not much more I can say that you didn't say. Yeah. Um, Joe, you want to talk it. about Thor real quick since you finally saw it? Uh, yeah, so I watched Thor Love and Thunder because it finally came on Disney Plus because I wasn't going to pay to watch that in theaters. Yeah, how much did you love it? Oh, man, let me tell you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. It was bad. It was not good. I mean, there were some good, like, some funny moments in it, but There's too many needle drops, and there's too many Guns and Roses needle drops to be, to be exact. It was all Guns and Roses. <laughs> it was all Guns and Roses, and I'm like, Jesus fucking Until Christ. the credits when they played Dio. Didn't make it any better. I made it 1% better. Sure. Um, I feel like I wasn't even watching a, a movie. I feel like this could have been a special that Korg did on Disney+. Plus. 
talking about what's been going on with Thor. And I, I feel like Korg I feel like much. Not even that. Um, I feel like they downplay Thor's depression and make it kind of a joke. And I'm like, is this something we should really be joking about? Which, you know, I get people, you know, people process their depression different ways and stuff like that. And, uh, but I, to me, I just feel like it's, they kind of like downplay it and stuff like that. And then also the downplay of, of uh, Jane's cancer, which I get, she doesn't want to talk about it because she's also struggling to, to process it. But when her and Thor are having the heart to heart on the boat and, you know, Thor's pouring out his guts and she's just like, I have cancer by I'm like, that's not how you tell the loved one you're dying, man. Like, come on. I have expected Thor to go, what's cancer? Uh, that too. Um, honestly, for me, uh, Christian Bell as Gore, the God Butcher in this, in this movie carried it for me. And phenomenal. he was fucking great. And I feel like they they this could have been a a better horror movie than uh fucking doctor strange and multiverse of madness they could have gone the the it vibe like it route with it you know because they're focusing on the children him kidnapping the children he was basically nightmare fuel you know in in the shadow realm creating all those monsters in black and white he was freddy krueger bro yeah, I mean, he, he, they could have gone. They 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 should have went off the hinge with this one with with his his part and made it real scary, you know, to a child, and that'd been fucking great. Because, like I said, it just I, this felt like a special I could have seen on Disney Plus for like an hour, and I was just like, it. I didn't like how he they kept using the. Uh, like Thor going back and forth between the two hammers, and I forget what the newer hammer's called. Uh, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker, yeah. How it would just kind of appear into the into the shot. It was funny the first time, but when I did it again, I was like, okay, come on. Like I, like I said, I feel like I was watching a show at this point, like not a movie anymore. And like I said, I'm glad I didn't, I didn't pay to go watch this one. It was. It was just, it was okay. I, I get the minimal use of Guardians of the Galaxy because we were just getting to Thor and then they moved on. That was fine. Um, but I felt like this is just getting more to the point that Taika Waititi is a one-trick pony when it comes to his directing style because this is just, it's just getting boring now. I feel like you had so much potential, like you you revitalized Thor with Ragnarok and then you kind of just washed him down and everything else after that. So I, if I was going to give it a rating, I guess I'd give it a three just to be fair with it. But uh, it was like I said, it was okay. It wasn't great. This whole phase sucked. Bring on phase five and six already. Yep. That was going to be, that's where I'm going to put the intermission and we're going to start right in our main event tonight for the movie that we're talking about. Movies. 
Movies. Movies. Uh, Joe suggested that we watch The Godfather 1 and 2. Two movies that I've never seen before. A movie that Cole wanted to see because he watched, what is it called? The Offer? Yeah. The Offer. Um, who wants to start? You can start. Joe, I'm sorry, buddy, but I fucking hated this movie. It is the most <laughs> Wait, boring. One? Both of them. No, oh, you're terrible, dude. <laughs> no, it is the most boring piece of shit. Long to be long, making no goddamn sense fucking movie in the world. Oh my what part God. that makes sense because it all made sense. Bro, <laughs> I. Oh. It took me like a whole ass day to watch those two movies because I had to pause it so much because I just couldn't focus because it was so goddamn long for no reason. You goddamn ADD half-hearted boys don't understand. I will I will give it this. This is the one positive I might say about this entire movie. Two movies. <laughs> the scene where at the end of the first one where Michael is renouncing Satan while he's popping people off in the background. Like, that shit was fire as fuck. That's yeah. gangster as hell. That was cool. Other than that, make me sleep with the fishes or something, bro. God damn. This movie is terrible. Absolutely. You're going to tell me the kill for Luca Bratti did nothing for you? They stab him in the hand, they choke him out. Nothing? I've seen that before. Sure, they got it from the Godfather, but I've seen it. It does not look Sonny Corleone, his death was pretty fucked. I, James I, I like getting shot up at the toll booth. I, I like James Can. What about when he goes kicks Marlon Carlo's Brando. ass? When he goes when he goes and kicks Carlo's ass in the in the street in front of the kids. It's ah. dude. Okay, I'll give you another positive for Godfather 2. When First of all, the casting of Robert De Niro to play young Marlon Brando, perfect. Great. Very spot on. You're Amazing. stealing all my positives. But in in the scene where like he finally gets revenge on like the lady who killed his dad and his mom, or like the dude that killed his dad and his mom, like where he's like, my name is so-and-so, this is for my dad, and like cuts him up. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Other than some of the 1918 stuff, like like when he went into like the dude's getting his haircut, he's like, "You're gonna lower the rent like five dollars? Well, I'm gonna kill you." Like that was cool. This movie's bullshit. This movie is terrible. I don't know who can. Both of them. I don't know who can sit here after three and a half hours, or for me like 19 hours, and be like, you know what? greatest movie ever filmed in the entire history of cinema because it's not i'm sorry it's not it's complete and utter shit it's terrible bro and i thank you for not making me watch the third one <laughs> tell y'all I both right now. no i want to tell y'all both right now i feel like you probably got tired of it and you're missing the complete you story of it man you cut out Oh, and you're like you're missing the complete story of it. You hear me at all? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can 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 you hear any of us? Can no. You hear me. 
Oh, I can hear you, Cole. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, maybe it's him. Brady, talk. Brady, say something. Okay, maybe it's him. Okay, let's give him a second to... Can you hear us, Brady? Yeah, I don't know why. All right, go back. Sorry. Okay. We'll just, we'll cut that and then we'll bring it back up. Um, I think y'all are missing, like, I know Cole's going to give me the same shit, but the, I, it's the story that really sells it for me, man. Seeing what somebody, story? Seeing somebody who, <laughs> look at the first one. Michael did not want to be part of the family. He took it on, he took it in his own hands to, to avenge his father. It's two and a half hours of business deals that go nowhere. What are you talking about? They, he tied up all the ties. He took everyone, he took everyone out and put the family in power. Al Pacino looked like he didn't even want to be in this movie half the time. And then part two. Fucking, part boring. Part two, which I watched again today during work. Thank you. Uh, I'm a, where, where do you work? I'm going to call them up and be like, this man's watching that's a, under your almost, concerns. a four hour movie on company time. <laughs> that's under your concern. I the give the worst four hour movie of all time. Bro, For part he kills two, his own brother. Frito, he kills him. Like, why? That's business. No, it's not. That's murdering yes, it your own brother. That's business. Fredo fucked up. So does Michael. He fucks up all the time. He's Godfather. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Fredo betrayed the family. Time and time again, even in the first one, when Fredo uh, defends Mo Green at the, at the casino, Michael tells him right there, you don't go against the family. And then when he accidentally gives up Michael in part two to Johnny Olaf and Hyman Roth, yes, it was an accident, but that's because Fredo is naive and he wanted a shot because they basically, like he says, you know, I'm the older brother. Why are you taking care of me? I got passed up because Pop doesn't think I could handle the business, which he couldn't. Look at him. He's fucking, he's spineless. That man has the weirdest forehead of his life. Like, it's the hair. It's the hair in the head. God, Joe, I love you, man. And I'm not saying you picked a bad movie or anything. It's just, buddy, I don't see why these are the greatest movies. And I used to be like that, too. I used to think the same thing. But after I actually paid attention to the story, I, I understood why. I paid attention. I don't ever want to watch it again. Because I, I used to think the same way, like, uh, like Godfather and Scarface. I would see these, you know, people on MTV Cribs always boasting about them. Like, one of the big fucking deals about these movies. And I actually, like, sat down and watched them. Scarface, still overrated and terrible. I don't, I don't give a shit about that movie. But Godfather, as a trilogy, great fucking story. I will say what threw me off a lot about this movie, too, was the fact that, like, I'm sitting here, I'm watching Al Pacino and Robert Duvall and shit like that, but it don't look like them because they're so young. I'm like, God damn, that's still Al Pacino, but he don't look like Al Pacino. But these are the faces, like, I, when I think of these actors, these are the faces I see them as. When I think of Robert Duvall, I don't know what I think of. But when I think of like um, James Caan, I think fucking Misery, Buddy the Elf's dad, like shit like that. I think Misery in this one, but I, I forget about Elf. It's a good movie. It's okay. 
Elf is one of the funniest fucking movies ever. One of the yeah. greatest Christmas movies ever. Uh, Jingle All the Way has something to say about that. Gremlins. Yo, someone wrote. <laughs> I was reading the letterbox reviews for the the first one. It goes. Someone legitimately wrote. I mean, it's okay. Twilight 2008 was a bit better, but this was good too. And I sent it to Cole. I was like, did you write this? <laughs> what movie was like, that for? It, it was the first Godfather. Someone wrote that on Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's you need to go to, like, if you go to Letterboxd and just read the reviews, it's, some of it are fucking hilarious. But right. and it, the thing is too, like, I I enjoy movies from this from this time period. I don't get me wrong. I do too. I love and this is like movies. this is peak organized crime. Like the the thugs you have it nowadays don't have much this type crime of organization. or organization. Look, I will give it. I will give it. I see where every other gangster movie that came after it gets from. Like obviously, you don't get Goodfellas without Godfather. You don't get you don't get Heat without the Godfather. Really, you don't get fucking Irishman without the Godfather. But I don't know, man. There, for for me, and it's kind of a weird take, but it's a take I have. There, I feel like there's a reason why kids that go to film school, who come out and be like, someone will ask them what their favorite movie is. I think there's a reason why they say like a movie like Pulp Fiction over The Godfather. Then you it's got just, my. It's, then you got my. Then you got Cole, who's never seen Pulp Fiction, even though he's the only one of the four of us that have actually been to. Cole Don't had fool. some points that he should make. Cole, what were your points about him? Okay. Let's start with the Cole. First also, one. doesn't believe that Al Pacino is still alive. By the way, like he thinks he was replaced by like Hollywood, like Avril Lavigne, you know, clone replacement thing. Yeah. It's because he's. He's rather handsome in these movies, and you look at him now, like that's not the same gremlin. He looks like a freaking crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the first one. The greatest movie of all time. They don't just put that on the back of any DVD box. So looking at this, I can see how someone would look at this and think of it and see it as one of the greatest movies of all time. There's stuff waiting to get out in there that I can, t- I'm like, okay, there's the makings of something really good here. I'm just not seeing it. I liked the stuff in Sicily. I liked Michael as a character. The music was good. Everything else I just didn't care for. And I get, I'm getting to the end of this and I'm just like, well, why don't I like this? And I think it's the same reason, part of the same reason why I don't really like the matrix see and it all has to do with the time that these movies came out the times were kind of di- like when the godfather came out times were different tensions in, in america were high with the italian american league and all that stuff going on in new york tensions were high same sh- same shit with the matrix the technology was developing and becoming something it was something unknown at the time so it's like okay w- what is all this same kind of deal and maybe that's what maybe it's one of those things where you had to be there or you have to be in that mindset to really fully understand it. That's understandable. Could it also be the the parts where they speak Italian and you don't understand what they're saying? No, I had subtitles. Well, 
Well, there's subtitles. But not for all the conversations, right? The every conversation. Did it happen? Yeah. 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 Okay. So I even had it for the for the uh for the conversation inside the the uh the restaurant when he kills the police chief and uh yeah Tatalia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I knew what they said already, but when I was watching it, it didn't have the uh the subtitles. And I was like, I remember I was like, I specifically remember these having subtitles here, so I don't know why they weren't playing. Yeah, but um. But I, I knew what they said already. Uh, you know, I I wanted to watch this because I love the offer. I I love the and I want you guys to watch the offer at some point so we can review it on here. I do want to uh, watch it. Also, because I just want an excuse. Honestly, this movie made me want to watch the offer again. It and. And I wanted to like this more. And I was just like, I just don't, I don't see it. You know, you know what? And I'll use, I even say this. Maybe it might, it might take another couple watches for you. Because I feel like up until recently, like I understood the move, the movies even more so. Because it's been a couple years, like a couple right. years since I actually sat down again and watched them. <clears throat> and I, it just, it made even more sense this time, like the past time around. And I appreciated it even more. And then it was like, okay, I can see why these are considered some of the greatest movies. Right. Because like I said, for me personally, I think the storyline in, in the first one is, is really, really good. And in the second one, I for a while there, I was like, I don't see how the second one is better than the first one. But as I watched it again, most recently, not today, but even before so, understanding how the story went back and forth and understanding you know how Hyman Roth basically made everyone think they turn on each other just so he can continue to be in power even though he was dying the entire time and that made more sense to me I'm like oh fuck like he he really played everybody to think you know they were coming for each other so he can get rid of everyone even though he was already on his fucking deathbed But like I said, for me, the first one, it, I feel like that it moves very quickly once once the story starts to play out. I um, mean, watching the opening sequence when the Godfather is talking to everyone, you know, in the room, you know, and handing out his his favors and stuff like that. Uh, the scene when uh, Tom Haken goes to uh, Schultz in California to start talking about uh, getting a johnny fontaine off the movie and he cuts off his head the horse's head and leaves it in the bed yeah so he wakes up covered in blood i don't know i don't know like i like said i i truly enjoy these stories and i feel like it unfolds so well and to see that you know michael continuously telling Kay, this isn't the life i want this isn't the life i want and then to avenge his father he you know he essentially sells him you know sells his soul to the family and tries to and slowly takes over but the entire time like he 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 claims he loves Kay and stuff like that but of course when he goes to Sicily he falls in love with Apollonia and I feel like that's when he was truly in love with you know with a Sicilian person woman when he comes back I feel like he just takes Kay because oh you know I still have this here and he never truly loved Kay the way he loved her when they first dated right because as you watch in part two you know she's just there to to give him kids, to give him sons. And then we're dealing with their their storyline of, of her, you know, going through the abortion 
knowing it was a son because she wasn't going to feed the family more of that. Right. See, that shit pissed me off, dude. Like, the fucking structure of that scene, it was all like, she told him what she did, he went, blah, and then the scene just, it ends. Like, he doesn't go anywhere. So... It goes back to, like, I mean, it, he, hit, he hit her, and that's like the climax of it. He wasn't going to do more than that. You know, he lost his temper, but he's, you know, he still maintained, like, okay, like, maybe, you know, they didn't want to, you know, go on full assault in that, in that scene. So he just left it at that. Because looking when Carlo beats, uh, beats Connie in the first one, she's pregnant. And he's whooping her ass in the in the bathroom. And that scene's kind of hard to watch. Like if you think about it for the time, like that's kind of tough to watch. You know, pregnant woman getting beat with a belt by her I husband. That was fucked up too. And I don't, if, I don't remember if he got like, killed for it, but he should have. He gets killed at the end. All right. Well, Carlo's the last one that to die in the in the first movie. Okay. Well, that makes sense. It's just. Um... I don't want to like shit on your parade or anything, Joe. Like, no, I'm you're not, not, dude. I mean, you're not. I'm not saying you picked a terrible movie. Well, you kind of did pick a terrible movie, but <laughs> it's not I mean, your fault that it's a terrible so, movie. You know. I mean, it's no Laser Team. I, I man. He he legitimately asked me. He goes, "If you had to choose between one Laser Team or this, I'd." I was like, "I choose Death at that point, like, because fuck, like so." Both- I talked about my thoughts on the first one. Let me let me talk. Let me discuss. Yeah, I figured he would have liked the second one a little bit more with the time jumping stuff and the. No, I thought he was going to hate the second one because he said he liked the Sicily stuff a little bit. So I was like, oh well, they got that kind of. Okay. So I thought he was going to hate the second one because of the time jumping, and he was just to be like, "Give me a fucking prequel then." All right. He could have been like he was gonna be like he was gonna be like where's Marty McFly in the DeLorean? <laughs> Some shit. So the greatest sequel of all time. Who the fuck are you people calling this that? What I half I spent half of this movie thinking I accidentally put on the third one, or was there a special extended version I was supposed to be watching? What what the fuck? Did I forget to buy the commemorative lunchbox that has special lore embedded on the tent? What the fuck is this movie? Did, yeah. <laughs> like, what? The time oh, jumping. Straight, up, straight up, what the fuck is with the second one where all of a sudden like a congressional meeting? I didn't follow that at all. Dude, I look, we're literally following Michael and the next minute we're following Vito. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where the? I even texted you at one point. What the fuck is happening? Where are we? Who are these people? Who are you people? Yeah, like like I said, dude, like the fact that like I'm watching it and all of a sudden the dude that's in that uh, horror movie Maniac is like testifying in front of Kong. He's like, oh yeah, I know these people, but you know, I, I don't do anything for them. Yeah, what the fuck? So for all of that, I mean, that, that this I don't know why back. I pulled Maniac. He was also in Rocky. He played Rocky's uh, bookie that he worked for. This goes back to your you had to kind of be there uh point yeah because because what do you whole... mean i had to be there i was there i was watching no the I'm, movie. i mean like in the movie so the whole thing about like cuba and the political part and stuff of that the organized crime are investing are investing in cuba because their government's like yeah sure do whatever the fuck you want here it's cuba i don't give a shit 
and they're all, all the money's being invested there. When the president of Cuba resigns, it's because uh, Castro and his guerrilla fighters took over Santiago and, Gu and uh, Guantanamo. So they knew, oh shit, my time's coming. Like, I'm gonna die if I stay here. So they left. With the president resigning, that fucks up all their business in there. So Hyman Ross like, fuck, like, I'm gonna pull this out. The whole Senate stuff, uh, that lawyer that's, that's, you know, grilling them, that's one of Hyman Roth's guys. So he's basically, like I said, he's basically trying to get rid of Michael and stuff like that. The whole political side of it is because Michael's trying to turn the, the family legitimate, but he's having a hard time doing it because you can't fucking get out of it. But go on, Cole. No, no, that's my point. I liked the music. <laughs> Like, literally towards the end, I was like, you know, the music's nice. And I, I did like De Niro as as young Vito. He does but, really, really good as 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 Vito. Oh, he's great. His name. And to see him, uh, Clemenza, and Tessio, you know, this is how they meet, this is how they grow up and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was really, really cool. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, y'all aren't in my parade. Like, so I... I knew y'all weren't gonna like these movies. I knew Cole wasn't gonna like them, but I wanted him to see it because he watched the offer, and I wanted to see if he'd have a bit more of an open to try to appreciate the movie for what it is. I'm glad I watched them. I have no intention on ever watching them again. I just if I ever have kids, I'm not gonna be like, buddy, we're gonna sit down and watch The Godfather, I... and you're gonna sit here for the next sixteen and a half years and talk like I... this. I, I gave mean, up if, on if going. You're showing, if you're showing I, your kids The Godfather, I'd, I'd be more concerned about other things. I gave up on going to the final screen of Clerks 3 yesterday so I could watch the first movie. So Good for you. I fucking let's, hate you. For let somebody me... else watch a new movie for once. Oh, Put Hog in the seats. I might try to fuck around and watch the third one. I, I don't know if I want to do Hell, it might be the best one. Well, there's the two coda, versions of the. The coda makes say, more sense. Watch yeah, the I was coda. Say, I'd probably watch the coda if I watched any of it. Um, I know I'm gonna get canceled once I release this episode for saying the Godfather's a piece of shit, but it's a hill I'm willing to die on. Godfather's no a piece of no shit. No one, no one watches this show. Listens. We no one, yeah, no one does watch the show. How do you not know this still? Always We're going him. on almost two years of this always show. And you still think people watch it? I always saw him. Anyway, thank you for making me watch it, Joe, because it's one classic that I feel like if I say I haven't seen people, you be good, bro. But now I can say I've seen it and it's the biggest piece of shit in the world. <laughs> you won't be saying so that after you watch Laser good, Team 2. Um, I got the next episode planned out. You want to hear about it? No, no, I'm gonna tell you now anyway. Uh, so <laughs> this week that Marilyn Monroe Netflix movie comes out, Blonde. Oh, um, yeah, so I was, and then next Friday, that movie called My Best Friend's Exorcism comes out. I was thinking we could do a double feature on that, that's yeah. on Amazon Prime. Um, I've read about Blonde. I can guarantee I'm probably not going to enjoy that movie, but I'm still curious to see it. 
I'll tell you more why off of why I don't think I'll enjoy it. But yeah, um, we miss Tyler, but for Movication, I see him all the time. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, for Movication, I'm Brady. I don't think we have anything else, do we? Uh, no, my, no. We, I lost my brain cells watching Godfather 2. What brain cells? We're going we're to make an offer you can't refuse, and that is to listen to our next episode. I don't know. Fuck. I'm going to make uh, you watch Laser Team 2 as uh, payback. Anyway, I'm Brady. I'm Joe. I'm Cole. Have a good night. Vacation for the.